Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, can we just give a round of applause for our plants this morning? <laughs> well, brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, so last weekend, as part of our Labor Day message, what we did was we set the stage uh, for this coming year by looking at what's known as our E4 strategy, where we want you uh, to be encouraged, we want you to be engaged, we want you to be equipped, we want you to be empowered uh, as you live out your life of faith, not only here in this place, but also wherever life will take you. And while we take some time to talk briefly about each of those words and the meaning behind them, uh, we began by taking a step back and, and really setting the stage on what is truly important by looking at Psalm uh, 127, somewhere around there, um, Psalm 127, and it, it simply says this. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. And we're invited to set our minds and our hearts on, on God and, and who he calls us to be and all that he calls us to do. It's, it's about seeking him in prayer. It's about seeking his will and discernment in the midst of all things and, and looking for the movement of his spirit. In fact, as we step into our text for today, we find some familiar language that we find reminiscent of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, which talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Uh, and of course, one of my favorite passages of scripture about putting on something that, that we should is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and following. We're invited to clothe yourself with compassion, humility, meekness, patience, kindness, and let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You see, it's about setting the stage. It's about setting our hearts on the firm and right foundation, and it's about intentionally living out our faith in action and attitude. In fact, I would imagine that we are all creatures of habit in one way, shape, or form. Uh, just this may be more information than you actually need to know about me, but, but I'm a put-on-my-left-sock-first kind of guy. I, I put my left arm through my left sleeve first kind of guy. In terms of shoes, I put my left shoe on first. Now you're trying to think, well, what do I do each and every morning, right? We're creatures of habit. But this last week, I got some new socks which have on them R and L, indicating which sock is supposed to go on which foot. My wife lovingly said, oh, you have Rachel Larson socks. That's, that means you're mine. I'm like, okay, that's great. And I went to put him on that first time, and I'm looking forward to them being all squishy and, and new and stuff. And all of a sudden, I, I put my left sock on my, uh, my right sock on my left foot, you know, instead of the other way around. So from now on, in the morning, before I just kind of go on with the day, I have to think, and I have to pause, and I have to think about, well, what am I putting on? Which one am I putting on? How are we preparing for the day? Even today, as we got out of bed. How we are, are we preparing for the week that may be before us? Are, are we simply going about the motions, kind of pouring full in? Or are we taking a moment to pause and to really reset our hearts on what's truly and who's truly important? In other words, how are we spiritually preparing ourselves for the day, no matter what the day may bring? Verse 8 begins, but since we belong to the day, Meaning, since we belong to Jesus Christ, says, let us be sober. And sober here means being alert, aware, watchful, ready to spring into action. Because when you're not sober, things are hazy. You, you become a little complacent. And, and it's not really talking here about indulging in some liquid libations, right? But, but it's talking about really where we may have fallen spiritually asleep. 
or, or maybe where our minds are so preoccupied with other things that they become hazy and we're not as alert as we should be, becoming indifferent, maybe cold or, or apathetic toward, towards others. See, sadly, most days we simply go about the busyness of life without much thought, without giving ourselves a, a spiritual time out because most of us are just trying to survive. We're just focused on the calendar and the commands and the dan demands and the cadence of our lives. In fact, I would imagine that for many of us, Right now, we are feeling like a fishing bobber, right? There's a part of us that right now that has been underwater for a long time. Something's been pulling us down, and all of a sudden, we've gotten our breath just for a couple seconds, and then lo and behold, something else pulls us under again. But much like that bobber that keeps coming, popping up back to the surface, it's this gift of faith that speaks into any situation that we might be facing, that, that strengthens and sustains us so that we can also strengthen and sustain others with that same gift of faith that we have received in Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, and put on the blessed breastplate of faith and love. Put on the breastplate of faith and love. So my buddy John um, has done a, quite a bit of hunting over the years, and, and he has had several uh, yellow labs, and which he poured into. He sent them to training. He spent time training them. But one of the things that he got for each of, of those yellow labs was he bought these vests, right, that they would wear. And it wasn't so that way they would match for the pictures after the hunt, okay? That's not the purpose but to protect them as they would work the field. And some of, you, some of you hunters know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Because there's a lot of sticks, there's a lot of branches that could poke them and, and cause some significant damage. So these vests that they put on, right, protect them as they're out working in the field. See, when it comes to, to offering a word of encouragement, oftentimes what happens is we got to put ourselves out there. And we, we don't know how that word of encouragement is going to be received. And in order to protect our hearts, we not only have to be equipped and be covered in faith in terms of our relationship with God, right? But we also have to be covered in terms of love, a love that extends out to our brothers and sisters. See, faith is that relationship between God and us, and love is what we carry out into the world. Because encouragement that is grounded in faith and love puts other people first, doesn't it? Puts other people first. Romans 13, 8 through 10, if you're looking for a reference, that's a great passage of scripture to read in terms of that putting the sake and thinking about the sake of others. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 reminds us, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, and that we love because he, Jesus, first loved us. You see, faith and love need to work in tandem in our relationship first and foremost in God so that we can love all our brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at what it invites us to put on next. It goes on to say, and for a helmet and the hope of salvation. Because it's not just preparing and protecting our hearts, right? What we gotta do is we also have to prepare and protect our minds as well. So, so why in the world, can, can I ask you a question? Why do people wear bike helmets while cycling? Any ideas? So they look good. Exactly, that was my answer too, because it looks cool. But that helmet, right, it protects what's going on up here from getting scrambled, okay? Same thing is true here. When we protect our thoughts on a regular basis, what we are doing is we're allowing them to, to not allowing negative things to, to take hold. 
Because the reality is that sometimes we can, we can focus on the negative, fostering a critical spirit. I mean, sometimes we can go wrapped up in our worlds that, that we become dismissive and, and we're just surviving, focusing on ourselves. And maybe right now you're distracted because of that weight that you're carrying in your spirit. So let me ask you, with that helmet of salvation, right, that knowledge of Jesus Christ, how does that protect you throughout the day? How, how does that word of hope speak into and above and over anything and everything that you might be, might be doing or, or living into? You know, maybe you're stuck in the weeds right now. Maybe you're just preoccupied by a certain situation. How does the hope of salvation speak into and over that situation you're facing? Paul shares these words in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and following as he talks about the new life that, that you and I have received in Jesus Christ. He says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are, where? Above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. So, so what we're being invited to do is we're, we're invited to, to lift our eyes and to lift our heads from the things that we may be experiencing and to set our focus, set our hope on Jesus Christ. So where are we looking? We're looking above. Now, now watch this. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are in the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed in him in glory. You see, this isn't just an eternal promise. This is a promise for our day-to-day. This is a promise for whatever struggle, whatever we're dealing with each and every day, every moment of every day. And it's about setting an intentional mindset because here's the deal. When our minds are set on something, there, there is a spirit of determination, right? Whether it's set on something good or something bad, what we do is, is we live into that, right? And there is nothing that's going to adjust our course or those actions and our attitudes. That thing becomes a priority. You see, setting our thoughts on our hearts on God's resets our focus each and every day, and it keeps us in a proper alignment with where our focus should be. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 through 4 shares this. Those of steadfast mind you keep in peace. In peace because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord you have an everlasting rock. And if there's nothing else that you take away from the message today, I pray that that you stand firmly on that text. I pray that you would set your heart and your mind on that firm foundation that you have every moment, every day. That rather than being consumed by the stuff that you're dealing with, set your mind on God. Instead of filling your calendar just with stuff, you know what? Ask the Holy Spirit, you know what, Spirit? You fill my calendar today. Instead of allowing your mind to be preoccupied, meditate on that passage of Scripture. Allow it to keep you grounded or find one that just simply speaks to your heart. And it doesn't have to be chapters upon chapters that you memorize, but a simple verse that speaks into your mind and your heart and your spirit. Put that memory passage Put that passage to memory so that you can recall it anytime and anywhere. So, so I'm not sure how many of you have, how many of you got, have one of these things, like these, these watches that tell you how to live your life, right? Mine just tells me what I'm doing wrong. Anybody else's say that? I mean, it reminds me like, like to stand up or it says, you didn't close any of your rings yesterday, underachiever. Make it happen today. You get a weekly report, right, on how you're doing, and, and, and it reminds me, the biggest one, to breathe. Anybody be reminded to breathe? Mindfulness, right? 
But what if we took each and every one of those reminders that we have on our watch and we started thinking about those reminders a little bit differently? That, that maybe when, when it tells us that, that you know what, we need, we need to stand up, that, that instead of doing that, we, we spend some time in prayer. That, that maybe instead of that time of breathing, what, what we do is we simply take a pause and, and we sit and we reflect for a moment in God's presence and give him thanks for a blessing or a gift that he has given us because if we're not keeping God as a center focus of our lives, church, we're toast. And sometimes it's just using something that's right there to keep us mindful of what we should be doing. In fact, look at verse nine. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. You see, whatever thing that we're facing by reflecting on the salvation and the hope that we have received in Jesus, it could change our mindset. It could change our actions. It can change our attitudes. It could change our interactions, not only with those we love, but also those we come in contact with. It begins to change our lives. Now watch this, and I love this next part. It goes on to say, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. And while some have leveraged this uh, phrase, asleep, to speak to our physical death, being with Jesus, whether we're, we're in our earthly bodies or at home in heaven, in context, it really speaks to, to spiritual apathy. Perhaps we've grown spiritually cold. Don't, don't, don't be negligent when it comes to faith. Don't grow indifferent or uncaring or callous. And I don't know about you, but, but I'd rather be awake spiritually than spiritually asleep. Allow that being awake to guide my day and to mold and shape my life. Which brings us to the final verse of the day, uh, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. See, it's about building each other up. And how are we allowing that hope and that assurance that we have in Jesus Christ, that gift and knowledge of salvation that we just read about and heard about, how we are allowing that to, to rule our lives. And it's as simple as, as sharing with somebody that you appreciate them. In fact, how many times this week, this past week, did, did somebody's name come on your heart and, and we failed to take action? So somebody's name was placed on your heart and you thought to yourself, man, I really need to reach out to them, I really need to connect with them, but we failed to take that next step. Here's the deal. Let them know you're praying for them. Remind them that God is in control. Take a moment to stop at that prayer board outside that says pray it forward on it and, and pray over one of those slips that are out there and, and uplift that person or maybe even write your own for that person that you want to encourage. And in your conversation, whatever conversation that may be, speak a word of encouragement because we all need to hear it. So I know there's some of you crazy people out there who love running like marathons, triathlons, that, that's just nuts. And while family and friends can certainly cheer on loved ones at the start of the race, where are they needed the most, right? It's not the beginning of the race, it's at the end of the race, when they're feeling spent, when they're feeling tired, when they're, they're feeling like they can't push on or push through. Who do you know right now that's feeling tired and spent and pressed? Where could your help in that verbal affirmation, that word of encouragement speak into their lives? And some of you right now are just pushing through right now and you do need words of encouragement. I wanna reassure you today that you are not alone. But it's not just towards the end of that race. It's not just when those things are the most difficult that we need that word of encouragement. It's also important to have people along the way cheering you on, 
right, shouting out from the sidelines saying, you could do it. And it's not just the people we know, complete strangers can do that. So maybe there's a stranger this week. Maybe your life brings you on a journey and you have an opportunity to just speak a word of encouragement, a word of blessing into somebody's life that they need it. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't wait for another opportunity. In fact, I would imagine that, that many of us this past week have felt torn down, maybe beaten down, maybe belittled, maybe, maybe even, even yearning for somebody to say something nice to us, right? So let me ask you right now, if you need a word of encouragement in your life right now, I want you to keep your hands down. Wow. What? See? See? Listen, church, this is an act of promise. We are called to be community together. We are called to seek to walk with others because the reality of life can be challenging at times. And we as a church are filled with folks who need to be sharing and uplifting the promise and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ for daily life. Whether it's a prayer, whether it's a note, whether it's a card, whether it's a word of hope, a proclamation into somebody's life. Maybe it's a story of how God has worked in your life to bring about a change and a victory. Share those words of encouragement. In fact, for your homework this week, what I want you to do is I want you to please read Proverbs chapter 16 verse 24 and after that I want you to write a heartfelt note a heartfelt letter to someone who needs encouragement and you know what don't send an email don't send a text take time pen to paper get a stamp and send that to him because how, when was the last time that you got a note in the mail you get bills that's it not happy let that change change somebody else's heart you see, God is in the business of seeking out and saving the lost. And if we are also part of that mission and ministry, that invitation to share that word of blessing for the sake of others. In fact, I leave you with one last story. So I made the mistake of watching Titanic once again this week. Um, the ending doesn't change, uh, just to let you know. But the part that bugs me to this day is that there was plenty of room on that door for both Jack and Rose. Can I get an amen on that church? <laughs> Someone close to you is struggling. Someone close to you is hurting. Reach out and pull them up, right? As if their lives depended on it. Because they do. And the reality is sometimes that we can have more influence into somebody else's life than, than those closest to them. And maybe God has placed you in their life to speak a word of encouragement that their ears have been closed off to, or their minds, or their hearts, but they need to hear it. In fact, we reflect on that final verse one more time. Let me ask you, who was the person that encouraged you the most? What's their name, right? What name is that person on your heart? Wait for somebody right now to yell out Pastor John, act surprised and respond, ooh, thank you. Okay, we'll change. But let me ask you, who would share your name when I ask that same question of who encouraged them? Who would share your name? Keep motivating, keep inspiring, keep offering words of affirmation and assurance and keep encouraging, right? Because why? This is what we're supposed to be doing. So what are you going to be up to this week? In his name we pray. Amen. Ushers.